From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. We don't talk about improving productivity in terms of um, productivity. We talk about it in terms of patient access because that's really what it's about. It's about being able to make sure that if a patient in your community needs to see you, that they can see you. Um, And in order to do that, uh, it's on us as administrators to create those operational efficiencies to make that possible. That's Garrett Mann, Senior Managing Consultant with BRG, talking about the true keys to productivity in a medical practice. We'll hear more from Garrett in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. Join MGMA's Medical Practice Excellence Operations Conference May 19th through the 21st in Austin, Texas. The Operations Conference gathers business leaders and professionals from across the healthcare industry to discuss optimized medical practice operations that address some of the biggest challenges facing healthcare organizations today. Be part of the conversation and join your peers to learn how to address these issues with tangible solutions in a face-to-face environment. The conference will be held from May 19th through the 21st in Austin, Texas. Go to mgma.com slash events to register today. Iris retinal imaging exams help save the vision of patients with diabetic eye pathologies with a simple integrated technology solution. Iris was founded by a retina specialist who saw a problem, not just in his practice, but in the world and knew he wanted to fix it. What grew out of that mission is what you have today, a company committed not to making money by selling devices, but to ending all instances of preventable blindness in the US with life-saving technology. Go to retinalscreenings.com to learn more. Our guest today is Garrett Mann. Garrett is a senior managing consultant at BRG, and he's a featured speaker at this year's MGMA's Operations Conference, where he'll be discussing driving provider productivity without disrupting your providers. Well, Garrett, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights Podcast. Thank you for having me. Sure. Now, according to, in, to the information I have, you are currently managing consultant with BRG. Um, I just wanted you to give us some career highlights, you know, some things that, some milestones, some other things you want to share with us to really got you where you are today in your career. Absolutely. Well, um, a lot of people like to discuss their career in terms of climbing a ladder. I think mine was more like climbing a, a rock wall, um, <laughs> like zigzags. Um, but uh, started out in um, performance improvement for um, physician groups, actually, right after grad school um, at the Medical University of South Carolina. Uh, and that has really kind of served as my foundation. Um, had a chance to manage practices um, in my mid-20s at Emory University Healthcare, 
um, and use that as kind of a stepping stone to getting into consulting. And I've been a consultant for a little over 10 years now. Um, and I've been really fortunate in my career to um, kind of find myself in um, interesting places where um, the work is very challenging and there aren't a lot of people that are raising their hands and um, I've kind of toughed it through and, and seen myself grow as a result. Um, so I couldn't put my finger on any one accomplishment, but uh, suffice it to say, I've, I've been fortunate to kind of promote every three years. And so the career has been really good to me. That's great. So give us a snapshot then of what your day-to-day -day looks like. I know if you're like most people in healthcare, it could very well change day-to-day, -day, but just give us, if there is such thing as a typical day, give us an idea of what that looks like. Yeah, well, um, you know, over the last 18 to 24 months or so, it's it started, you know, in one room of my home and then kind of transferred about 100 feet um, into the office where um, I play around on multiple screens, you know, for eight to 10 hours a day. I'm still doing some travel occasionally, um, but it's not like before where, you know, every week we were on the road Monday through Thursday. Um, now it's more like maybe once a month or once every six weeks, I may have to get out and, and go do a trip in order to, to have a high powered meeting. So um, for the most part, uh, my day is, is really great. I have the house to myself. It's nice and quiet and I crank through my work um, and I'm able to kind of put it down uh, around dinner time and enjoy the family. <laughs> that sounds great. So one of the things where you'll be involved with the MGMA audience is the upcoming MGMA operations conference. That's going to be uh, coming up in Austin, Texas. You're going to be speaking Friday, May 20th. Um, for anyone listening, I'm going to provide a direct link to that show for anybody interested in signing up. So your session, let's look at this. It is titled Driving Provider Productivity Without Disrupting Your Providers. Um, give us the elevator pitch for that session. Yeah, well, this is going to be a roadmap to improving provider productivity through improving appointment utilization, um, through improving uh, days to a new patient appointment, uh, through improving um, average number of appointments per day. And what participants in the panel and the session will learn is um, the intentional steps uh, to do in a specific order um, to minimize uh, frustration on the provider's part with um, kind of disrupting their templates and really kind of making them feel like you're force feeding them um, a new approach to medicine. Um, my wife is a physician. Lots of my friends are physicians. And I have a, a very clear understanding that um, most of them get into this to help people uh, and they do all they can to help people. They don't want to be sitting idle um, and when you try and put too much on their plate to meet a benchmark or meet a financial goal that doesn't go over so well, um, it's really important to understand kind of where they're at in their career um, and, and what operational systems and business processes you can optimize before asking them to do more. Okay. So let's just go into a little more detail on that topic. I was reading the abstract. I was really struck by a line you put in there 
productivity is still considered a bad word for many of today's healthcare providers. Just shed some light on that for us. Why is that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you say productivity and even the word work RVU these days, all providers hear is um, you want me to do more with the same resources um, and the same operational barriers that we currently have. And um, ultimately, most providers would tell you that um, I'm here to meet my community's needs. And if I could do more, I would. And so we don't talk about improving productivity in terms of um, productivity. We talk about it in terms of patient access, because that's really what it's about. It's about being able to make sure that if a patient in your community needs to see you, that they can see you. Um, and in order to do that, uh, it's on us as administrators to create those operational efficiencies to make that possible. Okay. Okay. So let's see, I wanted to ask you more about that. So one of the goals of your session is to prepare providers for patient contact, template utilization, and schedule change productivity improvement levers. When you're looking at those topics, where do you see the biggest challenges then for achieving those goals? Yeah, it's definitely in um, schedule changes. Um, and that's why that's the last lever that you want to pull. The very first thing that we want to do is optimize template utilization. You know, when we're able to um, go in and look at a practice and you'll see my case study um, that uh, is in the presentation. When we're able to go in and we're able to take a practice that currently books 70% of all their available appointments and just help them book 100% of all of their available appointments. Well, now all of a sudden, instead of 80% arriving, 90% are arriving. And they're seeing, you know, thousands of encounters more a year than before. And the providers don't even feel it. This is what their schedule was designed for in the first place. Um, taking that a step further, if we've done what we can with utilization and there's still shortfalls, understanding what the organization's expectation was towards um, patient contact hours in the first place is really important. Most providers that come into an organization as a 1.0 FTE um, have an expectation that they will see patients at least 36 hours a week. Um, it fluctuates in some cases, pediatrics may be a little less at 32, um, APPs may be a little bit more at 40, um, but there's typically a standard and oftentimes um, providers will end up in a situation where they're not actually um, designing their templates to accommodate that standard um, just because of, you know, what's happened over time. And so the those two things are, are generally pretty easy. The first one is let's make sure you're as busy as your template says you should be. The second one is let's make sure that you're meeting, you know, the parameters of your contract. Um, the third is, you know, we've done all we can. You're still not seeing enough. We need to add more patients to the template that you currently have. And that's kind of where um, things can be a little challenging, especially if a provider is doing all they think they can do with the resources available. Okay. So this is not coming as a surprise to you, but staffing challenges, staffing shortages is something that's top of mind to every practice right now. They're all talking about it. They're all looking for some 
some relief in those categories. So what's something that practices are dealing, well, what does that current state of practice staffing mean to productivity? If we look at it from that productivity side, what does it mean? And what can you do to fix it? I don't know if there's just a complete fix involved, but just to make it easier and better for practices. Yeah, so um, this is actually another talk that we put together and this piece is really important. So um, years ago, um, there was an article that came out, um, I believe it was actually through MGMA that said, um, the resources need, needed in order to generate one work RVU should always be consistent, but the number of staff needed um, per physician or per provider um, in order to um, go from the 40th percentile of productivity, let's say, to the 65th percentile of productivity mm -hmm. will increase. And I fully believe in that. And in fact, I will say that um, during these times and going through the pandemic, we've seen in a lot of cases where um, organizations have um, tried to become really lean with staffing in order to hit their bottom lines. And in uh, as a result, they've suffocated their ability to grow um, and to be busier because the resources just aren't there to generate um, that individual work RVU anymore. And so what we try to do is help organizations design thresholds and targets whereby they can actually um, increase their staffing as they go in advance of um, their productivity expectations. And so you always have a little bit of cushion to grow into without creating too much premature cost um, as you're trying to you know, ramp a new provider up, for example, or um, get a new practice that you've just acquired um, incorporated into your organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a case study then that you could share with us? Maybe it's a success story where you've walked people through some of these productivity challenges to, to make them, I mean, for lack of a better word, more productive. Yeah, um, you know, the, my favorite one uh, is actually one that um, I did not realize I was doing uh, until after I'd already done it. I was, um, you know, fresh out of grad school, um, had been in the business for about two years and ended up with um, three neurology practices at Emory. Um, $10 million book of business and I had never managed a practice in my life. And the first thing that I kind of saw was we had a lot of empty spots in our, um, in our templates, a lot of unfilled slots. And so the first thing was getting everybody to understand kind of um, what our utilization currently looked like. And I don't think I even really understood what utilization was, but I understood how I could show a provider, this is many appointments, how many available appointments you have, and this is how many available appointments are actually being scheduled. And I was able to actually cascade that information from provider to their scheduler to show, you know, your provider is accountable for being busy, yes, but you are accountable for ensuring that their appointment or that their schedules are full so that they can be busy. And so that became a really important one, two um, concepts to me. Number one, we gotta share information. Um, and number two, we have to make sure that the metrics that we share 
are cascading and can create accountability from the top of the organization all the way to the front line. Um, so after sharing that information and getting providers to understand that uh, they had capacity to be busier, number one, and number two, that they actually had um, the ability to meet their incentive targets if they were busier, uh, then they were on board and they helped me kind of drive um, holding the frontline staff accountable for booking their schedules. And we went from oh, somewhere around 60 to 70 percent book utilization to booking 100 percent um, of our available slots and arriving over 80 percent of our available slots. Um, and we made a net profit of over 600K um, year one uh, before I really knew what I was doing. So that's kind of the formula that I try to repeat over and over again um, with folks. As I've gotten into consulting and, and just matured um, as an administrator, I've begun to bring that staffing piece in as well to say, you're absolutely right. Um, organization A, you do have this capacity um, and these dollars are real that we could go after, but um, you're currently staffed at the 25th percentile and you just don't have the support team in order to get there. And so we need to address that first. And we need to understand for those areas that you're overstaffed, how can we redeploy folks to those areas where you're understaffed um, in order to meet our needs uh, and drive performance across the board. Okay. Um, before we sign off then, I have one more question for you. So do you have any resources anywhere you can point our listeners who, who may wanna know more about practice productivity? Yeah, well, of course, um, MGMA is a, is a great resource. It's our, um, it's kind of our go-to um, and gold standard uh, as we consider um, benchmarking and targets. Um, but there's lots of others out there. Um, the advisory board uh, has a great resource um, for uh, physician enterprise value. Uh, and what it does is it will tell you based on your current investment per provider with their potential um, downstream revenue could be to the system. Um, and so that's very helpful for administrators in understanding that, yeah, I'm currently, you know, losing $170,000 or $200,000 on this provider um, in primary care, but I know that that means, you know, $750 or a million dollars down the road um, for my system. The other one that I like to refer folks to is Kaufman Hall's um, Physician Flash Report. Uh, it comes out quarterly, um, and you can find all kinds of interesting trends around um, investment per provider, um, productivity, non-provider staffing, provider compensation um, across all modalities um, in, in multiple regions across the country. So those are the ones that I kind of look at regularly. Okay. Well, Garrett Mann, um, I want to thank you again for being part of this MGMA podcast today and um, looking forward to hearing what you have to say there in Austin. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Garrett Mann, a senior managing consultant at BRG. Also, thanks to MGMA's Operations Conference and to IRIS for sponsoring this week's show. 
You can be part of the conversation and join your peers at MGMA's Operations Conference, where you'll learn how to address the key issues with tangible solutions in a face-to-face environment. The conference will be held from May 19th through the 21st in Austin, Texas, and you can go to mgma.com slash events to register today. And Iris Retinal Imaging Exams help save the vision of patients with diabetic eye pathologies with a simple integrated technology solution. Go to retinalscreenings.com to learn more. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcasts at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights Podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.